Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right, my friends. You are listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. You can email me your thoughts, questions, feedback. Adoration and praise will also be accepted here at the program. And again, we're off and running with plenty of things to discuss. In fact, I want to go through some things that maybe we didn't get to last week. <laughs> First of all, the unemployment rate increased. Let's start there. The unemployment rate increased. Now these are seasonally adjusted and all this. I think the total number of jobs added were, I believe, 260 or 266,000 Jobs for the month of April, 266, I think it was, 1,000 jobs added, which is not nearly enough. This is a post. This is like Biden. Remember Biden back in when he was vice president? Obama put him in charge the summer of recovery, which Biden was manning the summer of recovery for his full eight years (laughs) in office. Longest summer in American history. But Biden, Biden was supposed to be fixing jobs back then. Now Biden's here in the White House in 2021. Supposed to be, supposed to be helping usher in more more jobs, right? More jobs. The economy was hit hard, obviously, in 2020 with covid And everything was really humming along up until that point. COVID comes along, shuts everything, everything down. By the way, speaking of shutting everything down, have you seen, have you seen that recent research suggests that the lockdowns didn't work? The lockdowns didn't work. In fact, maybe even making things worse, which that's something else out there. But 266,000 jobs, someone might hear that and say, hey, okay, we're headed in the right direction. The problem is economists projected April would add 1 million, 1 million jobs in the month of April. We got a quarter of that. Unemployment rate ticks upward. You might be scratching your head and thinking, how on earth, employers out there listening to my voice this morning, how on earth, you might be asking yourself, can unemployment rates be going up? A couple things. Number one, presidents – now, this is not a pass for Joseph R. Biden and for the radical left. But presidents and governments do not create jobs. So this is not a defense of them because they do do things that can impact the private sector's ability to create jobs. So they don't create jobs directly. Trump didn't do this. Biden didn't do this. 
Kennedy didn't do this. Truman didn't do this. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson didn't do this. Although the policies they embrace, the taxes that they support, the regulations, the degree to which they, I don't know, uh, pursue heavy regulations and so forth, those things all have an impact on on jobs. And so when companies are able to operate and to keep more of the money, the revenues that they generate, when they feel optimistic that they will not have the heavy boot of, say, the old Biden-Bama administration back on their necks, when these things begin to um, you know, when when businesses begin to feel optimistic, have good numbers, they see consumer confidence growing up, going up, then they begin to invest more. But the problem this time is there's another factor. There's another factor in the equation, and I've I've actually considered inviting some folks from. Now this is hitting multiple industries, but in particular, I've considered inviting some folks on from the restaurant industry, to explain what's going on with restaurants. You may have noticed, and I've, I've shared this with some, some folks, You the, the idea of going to a restaurant and sitting down for, for lunch or dinner, now this may be something that is harder to do. In fact, if we continue on this trajectory that Biden and his cronies have have got us on here. The leftists who have answers for everything, the great equalizers of all things, they can make sure that people are equal in every capacity, including how much folks make. They can just snap their fingers and say, boom, we'll make you get paid more because you're worth more. Still not able to discern the difference between the intrinsic value of a human being and the value of the work that someone is doing for a business. But Biden and those like Biden, those on the left, the radical left, think that they can tinker in the economy without any consequences. They think that they can mess with all sorts of things and there not be any consequence. And so you have businesses, restaurants in particular, and it's again hitting other folks as well, but they can't they can't find help. In fact, I went I was at a restaurant recently and there was a store a sign on the on the front door. Hey, I mean it was if I'm being honest, a little bit snarky, but basically, hey, we're understaffed. The people who here who are here, I'm paraphrasing, the people who are here want to work. They want to serve you, but they're kind of overwhelmed. <clears throat> so please be patient with them. Please be understanding and know that they want to work. They're here to provide a service in exchange for getting an income, for, for getting paid, whether you tip them or, well, it's going to be tips because this was primarily for servers. But that was the sign on the door. There's other places that have had to change their schedules, have had to close earlier. Some restaurants who are open every day have now started closing certain days of the week, and some restaurants have completely thrown in the towel. I was talking with someone the other day who mentioned two restaurants in the city of Indianapolis on the west side. I'm not going to mention names, but the two 
two of these restaurants in one general vicinity location have closed permanently. Now you've got even a larger problem. Now you've got empty buildings. Will other places go in there? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, these are places that are in little restaurant, you know, like a strip of restaurants. Are other folks going to go into these locations and just open another restaurant when they know that if the big nationwide brands are having trouble hiring individuals, what's going to happen to another, to a mom-pa restaurant or something, well, even another that's like a national chain that's, that's recently closed in these, in these locations. And so the, the, well, I guess the dirty little secret here is because of the added unemployment benefits, folks are choosing, they're choosing not to work. And in some sense, you can't blame a person. Now you could say you should have the the dignity or the ethics or the morality to say I'm not going to take free money if I can if I can work there's opportunity let's get back on our feet again and I I can understand that but there's another side that says hey what's the point of me going out there and working if I'm making I mean it doesn't make good financial sense I take a pay cut by taking a job this is where some people are because of I don't know, the mixture of stimulus and extended unemployment benefits and the uh, pandemic unemployment benefits, all this stuff, because we have jobs. The thing is, there are jobs. That's, I guess, the point that I'm trying to make here. There are jobs, but because of the government's interference, it's preventing people from connecting with those jobs. And I don't know what all industries are being hit by this. In some ways, you feel this across the board. I know of people who have done all sorts of creative things, giving bonuses and that sort of thing to people who stay on board a new position that they take. If you're here in X number of days, you'll get a bonus. Or I know people who have done across-the-board pay raises, Giving folks hourly pay raises of a hundred, or excuse me, a dollar fifty per hour across the board. A dollar fifty per hour—that's sixty bucks a week, right? If you work forty hours, if you work sixty, sixty make sixty bucks a week, and if you work fifty hours, excuse me, fifty weeks a year, that's three grand. <clears throat> that's a three thousand dollar annual raise for the average forty hour a week. Worker, And if you factor in dozens or more positions, depending upon the size of the company, even if someone has, say, 50 employees, that's $150,000. That, that's off the company's bottom line. Now, if you're at a restaurant, just think about this. And I know I'm preaching to the choir with some folks here who may be walking this, this road that I'm talking about here, whatever your business is, particularly if you're in the restaurant industry. But restaurants have very, very slim margins. Food costs have gone up. In fact, I just saw another article here that chicken prices have gone up, I think, 11. I think I saw 11%. 11% recently. You may have seen this at the grocery store, food prices going up. 
All because I'm telling you what happens here. There is imagine a scale and you've got supply and demand and all these economic factors and forces and how you you know how how the price of something is established and how un, how employment you know you've got the factors that that lead into that and then you have the government it takes its finger and it places it on one side of the scale to make it what it thinks it should be see that scale that scale is being constantly balanced by the private sector with supply and demand right with supply and demand just for example if prices of something go up, then people uh, people buy less of it. Not everybody stops buying, but overall you'll see a percentage of sales decrease. And so that's how that gets corrected in a free market system. The same with unemployment. If you take away the fact that people are getting a lot of extras from unemployment – if you take that equation out, then this, the jobs that have been created would be filled. I don't think it's a, it's a question of jobs created. You know, when they measure it, when economists measure jobs created, they're not looking at open positions. They're looking at number of people added to payroll. Companies of open positions, companies are trying to find a way to hire people. But they can't because of the, the, these issues that I've alluded to or mentioned here where the government has placed its finger on the scale to say, let us, let us make it right. Let us interject ourselves. Let us interject ourselves and fix the problem. The problem is they never fix the problem. Never. They always make it worse. Always. They want you to think that they are the heroes that ride in on the white horse to save America from whatever problem that exists. But the truth is, in many cases, they create the problem. Sometimes they fabricate it so that they can get elected or raise funds or whatever. Sometimes it really is an issue and they just want to politic on it, tell us what they would do and never really fix it. In fact, many times making it worse and in, in some cases, heck, maybe even many cases, the solutions that they create, the so-called solutions, are worse than the original problem. This, this to me, just watching this unfold, and I know a lot of average Americans don't, you know, they don't, they don't watch it like this. You do. You pay attention. Uh, I wish more people would pay attention, but... It's, it's just a case study. It is a case study of why liberalism and big government does not work. It just doesn't work. There's no solution in solution here because it's constantly it's constantly chasing and trying to solve the next problem, the next problem um, that is created by the solutions that the government's giving us. So timeout is in order here. But unemployment ticked up to 6.1%. It was at 6. Now it's at 6.1%. And it's largely because of, of, of the benefits that the government is, is paying out. People are not encouraged to find their own way. And there are long-term – in fact, we're going to talk about that next segment. There are long-term ramifications 
for people looking to the government to solve these problems. We'll talk about that after the break, but I got to take a time out long in this segment. I got to get a drink of water too. Voice a little scratchy here this morning. Oz has delivered me a glass of water here at the desk this morning. So I am happy. We'll do that. Get back after the break. Sit tight. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. My friends, by the way, by the way, this program brought to you in part by our friends at Midwest Tax Group. Midwest Tax Group, obviously still in the busy season here. In fact, when is the tax? Is it May 15th? Is that what they did? May gave you a month extra time to get your taxes and you may be looking to file taxes and may need the help of professional firm if that is you i encourage you to check out our friends at midwest tax in the uh, website address mw standing for midwest mwtaxgroup.com or you can call them 317-288-5260 317-288-5260 midwest tax group be sure to tell them that todd sent you so Let's, before the break, we were talking here about um, just the, the long-term ramifications or implications, I guess, of what is going on with America's with with the way the economy has changed in the past the past year to now to where we have this problem because of government forces trying to save us from, I guess, working. I don't trying to save us, trying to come in with good intentions and save everybody from this COVID crisis. Again, oftentimes making it worse by the actions that they've taken, oftentimes confusing the living daylights out of everyone who's paid it. I'm, I may not be allowed to say that. YouTube video may come down today because i say because i say that there's confusion there's been inconsistency of course there's been inconsistency dr fauci my goodness this guy literally had us at the beginning he was kind of mocking masks which he later told us because he was trying to save you know save people who needed the masks more than the rest of us dopes out there every average everyday citizens who I guess we're expendable. I don't know. I, I mean, is that the conclusion I'm left with? What are we supposed to think about this? Then we were told to mask up. Then we were told we had to mask up, better mask up. Then we should wear two masks. Goggles were a part of this at some point in time. I remember talking about all of this all over the place. Vaccinations come along. You got to get vaccinated. In fact, there's a Michael Smirkanish. I want to play that clip as the program unfolds, asking his listeners and viewers and readers, his audience, if it's time to shun people who don't want to get the COVID vaccine. Maybe it's time to shun them, Smirkanish pontificates. So we've got all these problems created by government, and many 
cases, it's the blind leading the blind. Do people realize, I know you do, but just in general, the people who, I don't know, who just go about their lives without really thinking about some of these things. I'm amazed. I know someone who has all sorts of uh, distrust for big business, right? He has he has tons of mistrust toward. And I'm not telling you to trust big business. I mean, people there are many there are crooks out there. There are crooks, as as Buckley said. William F. Buckley said the problem with capitalists are capital or with capitalism are capitalists, individual capitalists. The problem with socialism is socialism itself is the ideology is the system. It's broken. The problem, the, the capitalism is not broken. What causes problems in capitalism are people who use freedom to try to lie, cheat, deceive, steal, that sort of thing. That's the problem with, with capitalism. But the same people, folks, who run these corporations, I mean, are they suddenly, they're evil in the minds of this individual that I know. They're evil when they're in the corporate world. But the second, if they run for public office, suddenly they have the best interests of the citizen in mind and, and, and heart. Is that logical? And oftentimes these are the same people. These politicians are taking money from these people that this individual thinks are pure evil. I just don't understand how someone can be skeptical of business when when we have to choose where we you know where we go to buy things. We're not forced to go to Walmart or Target or wherever. You're forced to deal with your government. At some point along the way, you are forced whether it's getting a driver's license, paying taxes. And I'm not even saying that that shouldn't be the case, but I am saying that government at its core is force. There is no choice. You have to do what you have to do, right? You have to have that interaction and involvement, and that's why it should be as limited as possible. It should be it, the government, should be over as little things as possible. But the problem is, what we have now is we have a whole generation of folks who look to the government for all sorts of things. All sorts of things. And then this ex- extends outside of generations as well. But a lot of individuals have been taught by some of these radical leftist teachers and professors that government cures all things. Government is the problem in these situations, my friends. Government's the problem. And now we've got people looking to government to say, oh, I need money. I need an income. Government help me. As though government is the place where money comes from. It is precisely the opposite. Money comes from wealth is created by the private sector. When you engage in commerce with someone else, they provide you something of value. You give them money. Both sides benefit from the transaction and are better off than they were walking into it. That's how wealth is created. Then by creating enough wealth to where we have things called profits as companies or we have extra savings and investments as individuals, government then comes along and taxes those that prosperity so that it can function, which again is not bad in and of itself. We have to be very, very, I guess, skeptical of it. 
We better be skeptical of it. It's government is force. But so then they tax it and that's how they get their money. That's how they get their money because we create it. Now we have an entire generation of people who look to government to say, here, I need my income. Send me a check, Washington, D.C. Right? IRS, whoever. Send me a check, Joseph Biden. Send me a check, whoever. It doesn't matter to me who the person is. It matters to me that that is an erroneous way of thinking. We live in the twilight zone on some of these things. The way that we are operating, the the way that we are just artificially creating money via, you know, just deficit spending and clicking buttons and printing money, whatever the formula is to do that now, it's not real. This is not sustainable. It is obvious when you look at the economic conditions. You have, in fact, I had someone tell me this recently, someone that I've grown to grown to, to know and appreciate and respect. He runs a restaurant. He said, you know, we've we always have operated under the, under the basic premise that sales will fix any problem that a business has. The more, you know, you get revenue, then you can fix it with fix things with the money you get. And he said, I think we've run into a situation where that's not true because they're killing killing it on sales, but they cannot they cannot staff they can't not get enough staff because of the things I've been talking about this program to continue um, operating normally. So they've had to close down a, a day a week, and they normally didn't close down a day. So sale it's not because they don't have enough business. It's because they don't have enough workers, enough staff, enough employees to help provide the goods and services. In this case, it's food. For people who want to come in and pay for that food. This is a phenomenon created by none other than a massive bureaucratic state known as our federal government. Timeout is in order. I want to continue this a little bit and shift gears slightly as well as we're looking at some of the crazy things that's going on here across the landscape of this great nation created largely by the lovers of of big government. So plenty to discuss. Timeout is in order. Sit tight back here in just a minute. Listening here, my friends, to America's Realities Are. It is good to be here. Thank you for joining us. By the way, if you miss any part of this program, shame on you. Just kidding. You can download the entire podcast for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Just search for the Todd Huff Show. I've been told it is just as good on podcast as it is on radio. So. To check it out yourself to see if that's the case. So, um, a couple things I did here during the break. Um, chicken prices. It says restaurants are paying twice as much. Here it is. WGME.com. 
It says there's a chicken shortage and it's causing the price to soar. A shortage of workers, chicken feed, and deaths of chicken due to severe weather has created a perfect storm. Restaurants nationwide are now paying more than double for chicken breasts than they were last year. Other pieces of chicken have gone up about 20%. And I saw 11%. Yeah, here we go. Well, the Wall Street Journal reports chicken breast prices have increased 11% since last year. Those numbers seem to be conflicting to me. They're paying more. They're paying more for things like food. They have fewer workers to work. They've got low margins to begin with, and suddenly there's there's a problem. So I just wanted to... This all ties in. Again, this all ties in to the larger picture, which is the private economy is trying to fix itself, and government is jumping in left and right, throwing massive amounts of money at at the problem. And, us- and usually you can understand why. I mean, you understand um, whether we disagree or whatever, why the government was increasing unemployment benefits and, and so forth. I understand what they were thinking at the beginning of COVID. Of course, there's some that are purely opportunists and look for any opportunity, as, as Rahm Emanuel said. Now, what, the ambassador to, is he Japan, Oz? Is that what we said the other day? Ambassador to Japan, I think it was. Oz doesn't remember either. She's looking at me puzzled. I don't know if she dozed off over here. But we have we have government trying to solve problems, and that usually only creates more problems. Rahm Emanuel, who I believe, again, ambassador to Japan, says never let a crisis go to waste. So there's some opportunists out there, but there's also – you can understand the thinking of some folks that say, hey, we've got these massive problems. Let's, you know, let's – Increased benefits and all these different different things. So, really quickly here. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break because after the break, I want to play. I want to play a soundbite. This is from last week from Michael Smirkanis. You may not know who Michael Smirkanis is. He has a radio show. He's on TV. Um, he's a leftist. He's on CNN. So he's working for CNN, which that may be all you need to know. But he's um, actually out there talking about whether or not it's time to shun people. <laughs> to shun people. I'm sorry. I re- when I hear that phrase, shun, I'm reminded I was an Office fan. I'm reminded of Dwight who shunned. Who did he shun? Andy Bernard maybe? Yeah, Oz does know that. Oz knows that Dwight shunned <laughs> – Andy Bernard, she can't tell me if Rahm Emanuel is the ambassador of Japan. Anyway, so it just makes me think of Dwight shunning and unshunning Andy. Um, this is apparently what we need to do. This is all This is all about getting America to unify. <laughs> unify. Biden's come in, highly div- divisive circumstance. He's going to come in and fix all that. And also, cure, I'm wondering, we're, we're a few months in now. When's he going to cure cancer? That was a promise. Can't Cancer, Alzheimer's. And uh, diabetes, Biden was going to fix those. I assumed he would have done that by now. I don't know what else he's been doing. He's not been going to the border. We do know that. Jen Psaki's upset that she's being asked about that by the press. Do you think that's overly politicizing everything? Coming, it's coming from the folks who dramatize everything. In fact, I call them the Dramacrats. She's upset that they're being asked why Biden doesn't go to the border. 
<sighs> insanity. Insanity abounds here. And when we get back, I want to play the soundbite from Michael Smirconish. Sit tight. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back. By the way, we've got this pipeline that was a colonial pipeline that's been hacked as well, being held hostage to access uh, their infrastructure by a ransomware criminal enterprise, Dark, what's it called, Dark Side, I think. That could cause gas prices to go up by this you know, I've heard twenty percent on in the southeast. Just what we need. Anyway, Smirkanish. I wanted to get to this last week, talking about COVID, talking to his audience who loves government, who thinks the government can solve all problems, who believe that every COVID death in the United States is the fault. Squarely, 100% of President, former President Donald J. Trump. They see no inconsistencies in Dr. Fauci's don't wear a mask, wear a mask, wear two masks, wear goggles. You can see your family maybe on the 4th of July if you keep, if you see one side of the family. If you have two children, you can see one of your children and his or her family, you know, the grandkids, one weekend, but then the other one you can see the next weekend. You can go outside. We got the CDC. Is it the CDC still saying that these youth camps, I believe, these these children still have to wear masks to, to play basketball outside in the summer? I think I saw Yankee State. Well, what's it, wherever the Yankees and the Mets, those are two stadiums in New York. There's going to be a, a vaccinated and an unvaccinated section of the uh, of the you know different sections of the stadium. Yeah, Oz didn't know that. She's got her head cocked over here, looking at me like I'm crazy. No, there's going to be a vaccinated section and an unvaccinated section of the stadium. We're truly segregating people now. Anyway, all this stuff happening. Smirkanish, Smirkanish referencing an article that was written about um, shunning, (laughs) like Dwight K. Schrute of Andy Bernard, shunning the folks who don't have the COVID vaccine. This is about a minute long. I want you to listen to this, Michael Smirconis. This was from last week. Here you go. Pause, pause, pause. I got it hooked up to the wrong, wrong cable here. Let's do that again. That one's on me. Here you go. Now we're hooked up. Here you go. A USA Today essay that was published by a former prosecutor named Michael Stern. And I discussed this briefly on radio yesterday. He says, we've got to shun folks. We've got to shun people into getting vaccinated. The shunning suggestion is this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Businesses should make vaccination a requirement for employment. A COVID outbreak can shut down a business and be financially devastating, and failure to enforce basic health and safety measures is not fair to employees who have to work in offices, factories, and stores where close contact is required. Things should get personal, too. 
People should require friends to be vaccinated to attend the barbecues and birthday parties they host. Friends don't let friends spread COVID. Friends don't let friends spread COVID. Yesterday's survey question at Smirconish.com asked whether it's time to shun. 7,241 people responded. What do you think the percentage was who said yes? This is his audience, by the way. How about 73%? How about it? How about it, Smirconish? 73% of your audience, the lovers of big government out there, think it is time. Think it is time to shun their friends. I'm not going to your backyard barbecue. You've been vaccinated? Show me your proof. What about little Johnny over here? Johnny been vaccinated? I'm not coming over there. What are you talking about? Shun. When you show me your vaccination papers, I will unshun. <laughs> I will unshun you, says Michael Smirconish, or at least that's what his audience thinks. Seriously? I mean, it's crazy to me. Again, I I don't this is these are your decisions, right? That whether or not you get vaccinated or not. I haven't said one way or the other. Although I'm sure there's some out there that would say Where's your picture of getting your of you getting vaccinated? You're being dang you you're, you're what are they what are they calling these pictures? Vax I don't know what they call vaccine selfies or some such thing. Gotta be out there posting it online to show people whatever. This is your decision. You need to be shunned, Smirconish says. Can't even go to a family barbecue if you've not uh, not been vaccinated. Quick time out, back here in just a minute. Back, my friends, waning moments of this program. Craziness abounds here. Craziness abounds in this great nation. But fear not, fear not. Folks still have common sense. And as I've said before, folks just need to have conservative principles and and values articulated and explained to them. And the best folks to do that are you and me. I'm telling you, folks just need to have it articulated and explained. And that's what I hope we help do here each and every day and also with CNBU. But I've got to go. Thanks for listening. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.